We're back again. Oh yeah. I am going to I am going to stake the fuck out of Casimir's house. Yeah, let's do this. Let's just play some D and D. You guys want to play some D and D? Yes. In yes. we go. We got let's a lot it. of ground to cover and not a lot of time to do it. Seven forty-five a.m. All of you are staked out just off the main road, maybe a little uh, across from like the stables or the carriage house, just in a place where you can watch what's going on at the gatehouse, Casimir's post. The Sun is up fully. All the vegetation, the Van Richten Manor is in full bloom, overgrown even. It's crazy just how much growth happened once that sun started to rise. What didn't change is the weather around you. You guys are on your stakeout while the rain steadily hits the ground by your feet. Hmm. Just, like, pull the hood of the Cloak of Elvenkind a little tighter. Just wrap it up, try to blend in with the leaves. How much uh, time are you guys willing to stake out here? Can I assume you're at least here till, at least here for half an hour or so? Oh, yeah. Because not much happens in (laughs) this first few minutes of your stakeout. That's how you got us the first time, (laughs) Justin. Matter of fact, at 8 o'clock, like, nothing has really happened yet. Keep watching for a bit. Tess just, like, gets out a little eyedropper, drops her eyes so she doesn't have to blink. <laughs> just, look <laughs> like, up up. At, just look up, it's raining. <laughs> just looks up at the rain. Uh, we I know that... the long haul. Uh, we know that uh, Carl leaves around 9, so how long would it take to get back to Carl's from where we're at? Like, 15 minutes? 15 minutes. Okay, so maybe we stake this out for maybe until 8.30, and then go back to check on Carl. Whatever you say, Lustra. Like, not even... (laughs) Not even looking away. Eyes aren't coming off that gatehouse. At 8.30, actually about 8.15 is the first time that you see Casimir come outside of the gatehouse. He has his little whittling knife, little block of wood in his hand. At this point, the, the smoke from the chimney starting to kind of die down. So he's, he's kind of done with the whole breakfast thing. He comes out, stands in the rain just outside the door to the gatehouse. He's kind of looking off into the woods. Looking around, almost as if searching for something, heads back into the gatehouse. From now till 8.30, you watch as he goes back inside, and you can actually see him standing by that window where, you know, like the watch window. He's at his post, 8.30. Are we staying? Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Just not moving. Slash will shrug. We leave Tess to guard the guard. The rest of us move to investigate Carl's house. Buddy system. Who's staying? I'll do it. <laughs> Slash shrugs. Yep. So team Scaly Boys and uh, 
LT on the, or no, TNT. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. TNT, Team TNT. We're dynamite. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so Slash and Lustro will head back to Carl's place. Who gets a uh, VR? I th- I think he'll he gets to choose. I, yeah. No, you like whichever. I, I suggest going with the Scaly Boys because they're going to be investigating, so he has guidance. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. In addition, if Carl runs into us, we have the excuse of Van Richten. You guys are just sort of shadowing our Casimir. two most stealthy characters, <laughs> Tess and Troubadour. I'll just hang out here until you get into trouble. Just yell. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. Van Richten heads off with Slash and Lustra to go back to Carl's little cottage. 8.45 is when that trio arrives at Carl's little cottage. And 8.45 is also when Tess and Troubadour watch Casimir come back outside, stand outside his door in the rain. This time he takes like a few extra steps around even calls out a few times, Thane! Thane! Seems like he's contemplating walking further and going to search. But at 8.45, he goes back inside, and you watch him go back to his post. That's okay. That's okay. Eyes on. Seems mean that we know what happened to his dog, but, uh, hey... He's already dead, so let's keep watching. Actually, on that topic, who has the chew toy? I would assume we would have traded it over to okay. us. Okay. Just making sure. Just makes sense. We need to give Carl the chew toy. It's the secret <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> Back to the trio, then. At 845, the three of you arrived outside Carl's cabin, and it's kind of the same situation. The smoke coming out of the chimney is starting to simmer down. It's pretty, just a little slow trickle at this point. But door is still closed. Do you guys do anything in particular? Just stake out across the road and wait? Yeah, I feel like Slash will turn to Lustra and Van Richten. We can already presume we know where he's going. At this point, perhaps stealth is of the higher import. Let's wait for Carl to leave. We know where he's going. We'll then flip his place. See what he knows. See what's in there. See if there's any other important trinkets or knowledge that we can gain uh, well but we want to know where he goes off to though don't we slash groans this is true i presume he went to the house however we can't be certain well i think i think he did go to the house yeah we'll we'll flip his place but we got to be quick about it so that we can try and catch up with him or do you wish to track him while van richten and i flip the place I can be pretty sneaky. Yeah, I think I'll go and do that. I'll I'll keep an eye on him while you flip the place. Oh, we are splitting the party hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this the is rare great. triple split. The triple split. It's all right as long as one portion of it uh stays together and lives. Oh, this is great. Podcast can keep going. You know what? Van Richten is going to wander off by himself into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Don't worry, I've got this. Maybe my glasses are over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why that got me so hard. (laughs) 9 a.m. 
The rain still falling down on the Van Richten estate. Team Test and Troubadour. That's TNT. Mm. Mm-hmm. The two of you watch at 9 a.m. as Casimir comes back outside. This time, he doesn't have his little block of wood and his whittling knife. He's left it inside, looks up to the sky. Seems like he's almost confused why it's raining, but calls out to Thane a few more times. And at 9 a.m., Casimir leaves his post and starts wandering off in the direction of the apple orchard. Oh, God damn it. If only we'd given the apple orchard an even bigger, like, once over. That's fine. All right. Um, Full stealth mode engage. Trail him at, what do you think, 100 feet? Dress. Sure. Cool. It's not like he's going to outrun us. <laughs> Start trailing him quite a few feet back. At 9.05, the three of you in front of Carl's house, Lustra, Slash, and Van Richten, all witness Carl exit his little cottage Shoulders kind of slump, you know, that look of someone who's about to head off for a shift at work. <laughs> Mood. Oh, man. Oh, guys, we need to, like, we need to adopt Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to walk. It's raining. Uh. And he, at 9.05, starts walking in the direction of the Van Richten estate, or at least up that northern heading road which you know there's another fork at so you're right he might have taken a different direction but he starts heading north oh god did we rebury thane's bones <laughs> is he just gonna find a dog skeleton halfway up the, the road and that was off the road enough I'm okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay we're fine um before before lustra takes off after after uh carl slash will ask uh lustra if you could Leave a few marks in the road so we know where you went. Uh, in addition, if he just ends up at the estate, just hurry your way back. Uh, yeah, maybe we should meet at the fork in the road by the graveyard if in the next, let's say, 45 minutes, if nothing happens. This is a good idea. I like this. Okay. Uh, I'll leave a, I'll, I'll just leave a, a slash along the side of the road. Every- a slash? <laughs> oh god, he kills Slash, leaves him on the side of the road. <laughs> a slash. Yes. Biggest swerve ever. He's killed 60 zombies. He doesn't need us anymore. So yeah, I will start tracking Carl, and much like, you know, Team TNT, I will track at about 100 feet back. Start tracking from far behind, with the plan being, we're all going to meet back up. Uh, in 45 minutes. Yeah, and the fork in the road that leads towards, like, the estate or the graveyard. Okay, So fair. 45 minutes, that's our meeting place. Okay. Sounds good. Meanwhile, Slash and Van Richten toss the place. That yeah! is right. 
Go ahead and give me an investigation with advantage since he's helping you. And there's oh, guidance involved the rare, too. Oh, the rare advantage plus guidance. Um, with investigation. Oh, and guidance. Okay, good because I kind of need it this time around. I don't get any special stuff here. Um, okay. Um, nine investigation. Seventeen. <laughs> oh, I rolled like shit. Seventeen. <laughs> The meeting time isn't for a while, so you guys have quite a few minutes here to, you know, kind of take your time and really toss the place. You find nothing out of the ordinary. You find the leftovers from breakfast, little slice of underjack cheese, but his little home is very dull. It's, there's nothing of interest at all. Anything for Greta in here? Nothing. Hmm. Nothing that strikes you as out of the ordinary. No diaries? No diaries. Nothing at all out of the ordinary. There's, you know, not even more than a single dinner plate to eat his food on in here. She uses it, washes it, uses it again. Hmm. Bachelor life. (laughs) Yeah, really. That lasagna for one life, baby. Right. Stack of red solo cups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pocket those. We need those are going to be clutch. Yeah, no, no. Actually, if Looster's not here, what what kind of boots are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> Just get the important notes. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, I'm uh, Van Richten. Or sorry, I'm uh, Slash. We'll look to Van Richten. I know that Joseph was looking for his ledger, and I can't imagine that a groundskeeper would have any need of it. I know you don't remember much of Carl, but does anything seem out of place to you, Van Richten? I'm not familiar with these estates or these grounds or its patterns. You have at least some familiarity. Does anything seem out of place to you? He shrugs and says, no, everything we've seen so far is this... In the exact condition it was yesterday, aside from the change in weather. Yeah, he can't find shit all of interest in here either. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Lustra, Mm -hmm. tracking from behind. Doing ranger things. Doing some ranger things. Cue the Mission Impossible music. At 9.30... Well, first of all, you managed to confirm that Carl goes to the Van Richten estate. And at 9.30, he arrives. He kind of takes his time walking. He's in no rush to get there despite the rain. But when he does get there at 9.30, he gets right to work. Groundskeeping starts to build that little burn pile of leaves and cuttings and does exactly what you found him doing yesterday. That's a relief, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that I kind of want to stick to him, though, because we found that out yesterday, and we need more new. We need new information. Yeah, I mean, I think the newest piece of information that we could get would be after lunch, though, because that's when they like dispersed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll probably take me some time to head back to the meeting place, anyways, from the estate. So I think knowing that he made it to the estate at nine thirty, I think I'm going to start walking back. Sure. And at 9.50, you meet back up with Slash and Van Richten. I'm assuming they went up there as well after finding nothing at Carl's. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. 
then we'll go back to Team TNT yeah! tracking Casimir. He does seem to be heading in the direction of the apple orchard, which does put you a, a fair chunk of distance away from the rest of the group. You start tracking him, and by 9.30, I mean, he does do a lot of wandering. He even doubles back a few times, maybe. Shit, sp- shit, hide. Pretend to be a bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bush. <laughs> maybe it's exactly that that makes him double back every now and again. Maybe here's a little stick getting broken by your feet and thinks maybe it's Thane and turns around, finds nothing, keeps going. At 9.30, you like watch him enter the apple orchard, and he's just... Same routine. He's looking around all over the place. Thane! Thane! I don't... I, I want to see this through to the end. Uh, Grab yeah. some apples for sustenance. Let's go. Yep. We'll go ahead and bring the timer to 9.50 then, the same point in time that the trio is at, at the fork in the road. At 9.50, no change, and Casimir is still wandering the apple orchard, occasionally calling out to Thane. And when did we get to the apple orchard yesterday? It was significantly earlier, if I recall. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. Casimir still hadn't left. This is essentially the first place you came to after leaving the gatehouse on day one. Okay, cool. So this is all new. Excellent. Or maybe this is the worst decision yet. <laughs> Who knows? I hate it. Yeah, we were at the orchard like quarter to eight. Okay, beautiful. New information, new apples. Gonna freaking find out what happened to Casimir. I do believe, though, that... Did you guys go back to the orchard a second time and do like a full CSI sweep, or was it the first time in that you did that? Second time we went back, I think, and, and did the, yeah. Right, so yeah. you've been there at a second time a day. Yeah, and he definitely isn't wasn't what? there unless we were really bad. So he's going to go somewhere, and we're going to find out where he goes. Maybe. <laughs> well, at 10 a.m., you're still following Casimir, and he's still wandering. What do what does the trio do after standing at the fork for ten minutes? Uh, I think Looster would come out and say, "It's like I think we need to keep an eye on Carl. We know that they're going to meet in the, for lunch, but he's kind of a wild card for the time being. So keeping eyes on him for the morning, I think, is best. I have a feeling that maybe Tess and." Troubadour will meet us for lunch anyways, because everyone meets at the estate for lunch. With the exception of Casimir. The other thing that also gives me concern is twofold. One, assuming that Casimir is at the gatehouse, then I'm sure that both Troubadour and Tess can explain what happens at the gatehouse. But when we went back to the gatehouse, Casimir wasn't there, which means he wandered off, which means nobody was watching the gatehouse for the majority of the day. Did something come in? That's something that's it's wiggling at my mind. However, the other thing that wiggles at my mind is we know what's going on on the outside during this time of day. We don't know what's happening with Elise or Joseph at this time of day. We can assume that Joseph, or correction, that uh, Carl will be out doing the yard work. But we didn't really get a good insight into the daily goings-on of Greta, Elise, and Joseph this early in the morning. 
So we'll stick around the estate then. I think that might be the most sensible. If we desire new information, I feel like we need to be shadowing Elise at this point. I'm sure that Joseph, Elise, and Greta had breakfast. That we can be certain of. We encountered Greta, Elise, and Joseph in the dining room when we showed up around the noon hour. This is shortly before the noon hour. What were they doing beforehand? We don't know. This could be important information. Moreover, this could also lend us an opportunity to further investigate the estate for rooms that we have yet to enter, or the state of them at a different time of day. So we'll do more exploring of the house then? I think this would be the most sensible. Okay, we'll stick together in that regard, because who knows what this house could throw at us. I would agree. So 10 o'clock, the trio heads to the estate proper, the manor. Yes. From the fork in the road, by 10.10, you're there. Going in any particular entrance? Right through the front door. Right through the front door. It doesn't take any perception checks or anything to kind of pick up on what's going on. You enter, you're in that big, like, L-shaped hallway that you've been in before at this point. You can see the little statuettes on the fireplace that like last night you heard reenact that hunting scene the little boar that was covered in blood everything's nice and normal right now though you easily hear the chatter coming from the dining room sounds like the beginnings of maybe lunch getting ready you can hear tiny footsteps running around uh, he's like, but I want to go outside now. I hate apples. <gasps> Gasp. The biggest plot twist yet. But you hear Joseph, Elise, and Greta all like the servant area, dining room area. Do you, what do you do? Um, Slash wants to investigate Elise's room. Um, we only saw it the once with Elise's dead body in it. I want to know what it's like during the day. I think that's a sensible starting point. Might not have the dead body on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a, a chance. Um, but what we would do is we would just go up the main stair. We would avoid the dining room. Okay. Um, and we can still get to Elise's room from the second floor, yeah? Or I suppose what is labeled first floor. Because we would just go through what? Go through the music room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take yeah, the yeah, same yeah, path you yeah, guys yeah, took yeah. last night. Yeah. Yep. You can absolutely do that. Yeah, so I feel like we'll do that. Give me, let's do a quick stealth check from everyone to see if you manage to sneak up there without kind of alerting anyone in the dining room. Because I'm assuming that's what you want to do. Just kind of yeah. sneaking by. Uh, I got a 12. I got a 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Don't make any noise as we sneak up to Elise's Darn, room. I, I should have cast <laughs> Pass Without a Trace. That's all I, good. I mean, you have Van Richten with you. Mm-hmm. And we've... I already held a throat to the manservant, a, a blade to the throat of the manservant. Mm-hmm. He's terrified. He ain't going to do shit. At 10.15, you are noticed. Uh, the dining room door opens up. Greta, in a little ball of energy, just runs right out. It's like, oh, hi, Rudy. Back for lunch? Uh, Slash will interject. Um, yes, young Greta, he will be returning to lunch shortly. 
Uh, we just need to grab something from upstairs very quickly. She gives you a thumbs up. Like you can tell that at ten fifteen, all three now with the dining room door open, all three of uh, the servants notice you coming in at ten fifteen, but no one dares to stop you. Certainly not with young Master Van Richten in tow. Mm-hmm. You go up to Elise's bedroom. And find it exactly like you did last night, except there's no body, there's no signs of struggle. It's just that bed with the kind of drab quilt on top, the window that stares out onto the grounds from the uh, from the second floor. Stab the bed sheet just in case. <laughs> um, I want to toss it. I want to just tear everything apart. I want to search for anything that has at least talking about anything like diaries or yeah. documents. Yeah, like- you go through it in detail. And at 1025, you're just filled with more confidence that there's nothing different here. There's nothing crazy. There's no hidden clue. It's really just a boring bedroom, empty chamber pot. Hmm. <sighs> What are we supposed to listen for? Yeah, I know. We gotta listen to the house, right? <sighs> um, I can't remember. Did we investigate the spare rooms either side of Elise's? I mean, if you have time until lunch. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I think I'm, I'm like I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm just trying to think of what am I referencing to if we already did it. Uh, I don't think you actually opened up the spare rooms, but we'll say that by ten thirty, you managed to determine that it's just more of the same. Just a little dustier. No one's using the spare rooms. You guys didn't even sleep in them last night. Like, it's... They're really just spare rooms. Hmm. The, uh... Like, sheets aren't even made up on the bed. They're just folded in a pile, like, ready for guests. Beds aren't even made. I'm wondering if we should go and make our way back up to the attic somehow. I want to clear this floor still, because we already know what happened in, in what is it, in Erasmus' bedroom and in the girl's bedroom. And I think we also went into VR's bedroom yesterday, if I recall. So the only room we didn't really spend a whole lot of time in was the music room, if I remember. Yeah, and we, we the master of- bath. Hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, because we, we passed through the music room because it was acting funny last time. I think we were going through it. Yeah, it was like it. breathing, but again, it was at night, right? So so I feel like just doing a once-over of the music room is probably worth our point of reference. Mm-hmm. So while we're here, I guess we'll go into the music room. Um, uh, and just to be consistent with my lie, grab a tambourine or something or some kind of small musical instrument, a triangle maybe. <laughs> um Give it to Van Richten, just shove it in his hands and just be like, just roll with it. <laughs> I like it. Shove a triangle into VR's hands, enter the music room, and by like 1040, you're confident. Nothing weird going on here either. It's in the exact same state. Well, actually, it's in a much different state because last night it seemed like it was breathing and there was a lot of weird noises coming through this room. But now it really is just the normal music room. It's all the instruments, those tall harps, things hanging on the walls, every instrument you can imagine. 
Minus the walls looking like breathing lungs. This room has a window, correct? It does. Hmm. A window that looks out over the grounds, and there's also like a a balcony all around the um and this just level. as a point of reference, when we were in Elise's room last night, was her curtain drawn? Mm, I could guess I could give you a retroactive eh, roll history. History? Sure thing. <laughs> Very recent history. Very yeah, no kidding. Recent history. Uh, 22. It wasn't. It wasn't. Hmm. Just because I'm curious if it's related to sunlight or not, or if it's more temporal in terms of time of day, um, is the music room curtains pulled, or are they open, or what? Basically, what I'm trying to determine is if sunlight pouring into the room changes the room, and if I close it, does that change the room? Oh, yeah, you mess around with the curtains, that doesn't change anything okay. in the room. Well, that answers that question for me, then. Um, I feel like at this point, it's go up the stairs again, and again, do the once-over-the-rooms we didn't really get a chance to go into. Although, I think we went into every room in here. On the on top the, floor? On the top third, floor, yeah. Yeah, you've been in the library, the withdrawing room, Joseph's bedroom. This is kind of the floor that you guys all split up and search at the yeah, last yeah. minute during the night. And so by, it probably takes you about 11 o'clock uh, before you're confident that nothing has fucking changed. Nothing at all. Give me one, like, general investigation. All right. Uh, that is 22. Holy shit. Thank goodness we chose these pairs. <laughs> Just Tess and Troubadours. The one thing you do notice after all this searching is that in the withdrawing room, like that little room attached to Joseph's bedroom, the room that Tess completely tore into shreds that is now perfectly fine, there's a drawer in the desk that is locked. <laughs> oh yeah i want to get in there <laughs> um but i can't pick a lock but i how could it be to rip open a drawer i can force it lustra yeah, you're buff now <laughs> yeah lustra this drawer appears to be stuck <laughs> with a lock <laughs> can you help flexing in the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna pull on that drawer with all of my might to see if i can just break it open yeah give me a uh just athletics, just to more see how long it takes to do this. Cripes, I, I don't have any negatives anymore. Hell yeah. Huh. Buff dragon. Uh, 22. Yeah! It takes no time at all. At 11 o'clock, you rip the drawer open and find an empty drawer. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> This is the worst. Listen, this is that Fallout meme where you get a hundred lockpick to get to the one door in the wasteland that requires a hundred lockpick. You open it and it's just a blank wall that says "fuck you." (laughs) Oh, hold on. I'm wondering if there's a false bottom. Ooh. So I'm gonna rip it open, see that there's nothing in there, and Lustra says, "I don't believe this," and I'm gonna start looking around for maybe like a false bottom or a secret compartment. Investigation. Ah, fifteen. Pretty confident there is none. You flip it upside down, tap it, even rip the bottom off, and 
throw it to the ground if you want. There's a locked, empty drawer in Joseph's desk. Slash will sheepishly look to VR and Lustra. Perhaps this is where the ledger was supposed to live. So if the ledger was supposed to be here, where else where would Joseph take it? Because I feel like if we find that, that might change things for the day. Moreover, who has the key to this drawer, I think, is the better question. Because it was not forced open, like we so did. Um, so somebody clearly had a key to get in here. We know it's not in Elise's room. We know it's not in one of the spare rooms. I suppose the only other place we've left to check, at least at this time of day, would be the attic. I suppose that leaves this entire place basically turned for the day. We've Have we no- ever looked into Joseph's room? Have we? Well, I guess you haven't really looked Is- in there too, too much. Are the, are the ledgers just in his other pants? Yeah, really. And <laughs> <laughs> that'd be something. Yeah, you guys can definitely, uh, let me was- pull up the description of Joseph, of Joseph's room. But in the meantime, we'll flip back over to team TNT who witnesses yeah. at 11 o'clock Casimir sit under a tree and start nodding off. He's under a tree, like the northwest corner of the apple orchard. Eleven o'clock, Casimir sits down and looks like he's about to fall asleep. I swear to God, if he was just napping and we missed him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Casimir. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him and get it out of the way. Something happened to Casimir. It was me. Does that change the plans of TNT? I'll let you think about it while we go back to Joseph's room. Joseph's room, much like Elise's, honestly, is stark in its simplicity and lack of decoration. There's not a lot going on. There's a bed, a small wardrobe. There's a modest little writing table with a chair. And those are the only furnishings in the room. The walls are bare. Even the small window is curtainless. There, there are no curtains to be drawn in this one. And the window is like placed high enough in the wall. Almost gives this room the, the feel of a jail cell in a sense. Oh. What kind of windows are those, David? Curtainless ones. <gasps> Amazing. Bard. Take double inspiration. <laughs> And I'll let you guys use that investigation you already used. You do find a few things in Joseph's room, as a matter of fact. Okay. You find a little lockbox under the bed. It's not hard to open. You make quick work of it. And inside you find 240 gold pieces, which is... For a steward, a servant, a sizable chunk of money, 240 gold under Joseph's bed, as well as a diary, a (gasps) diary that Joseph has been writing. You spend a few minutes kind of sifting through, and unfortunately, you don't really get anything too, too helpful. It's kind of sad. The diary is... It's clear he stopped writing in it the day his wife died. Ooh. Oh. There's a lot of 
you know, tales of how he, he and Elise and his wife, you know, their, their little outings throughout the week and their little picnics and you just tell, you kind of put everything together the day, put the dates together. And yeah, he just kind of stopped writing in it the day his wife died giving birth to Greta. And oh, if anything, it just confirms your suspicions that, yeah, his wife died when she gave birth to Greta and Joseph's just kind of never been the same. Oh God, it was probably so, like, so hopeful leading up to it too. It's a very happy diary. Oh my God. Mm, thanks, I hate it. It's heartbreaking. Okay, that's at least some new information though. And a reason to wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Have we checked around the balcony? Not this time of day, no. We've checked around the balcony before, but it was mostly around when you had your, your crazy sensory experience with all the vines and... Well, that was more like in the clinic kind of thing, but I, I feel like maybe we should check out the balcony and see if there's anything, and just also to take a look out on the yard and see what's going on with that, get a kind of a visual image and see how that changes and when it turns to night, maybe. You guys are like racking your brain as to maybe other parts of the house that you could explore that so far unexplored will zoom back over to the trio in the or the duo in the apple orchard at 11 15 casimir confirmed to be sleeping <laughs> so we're like mid-conversation so i'm just saying i think the tnt explosion is a really cool combo attack name like I run up and like take out their legs and then they fall onto your sword and then their head explodes Oh, shit, right. Casimir. Apparently, you've bored him to sleep. No. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I like what, what, what notes we were passing while uh, class was getting focused elsewhere. That's a good idea. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Um, so, I, I guess Tess will be, like, staring again at Casimir, and she'll be like, well, we were looking... When we went to look for Casimir, we were looking for him yesterday. We haven't actually, we haven't actually searched that building. We haven't searched the gatehouse. One of us should keep eyes on him, but do you think you could give it a look, find anything that needs to be found? I'll run, give it a Oh, oh we both suck. An investigation, oh my god. Right? Um, I'll go give it a look. Tear it apart because we get the feeling he's dead. So who the heck cares? And uh, honestly, with how mundane everything during the day is, I wouldn't be surprised if we just missed him and he came home and everything was normal. Yeah, maybe. If anything, we'll freak him out. Uh, I toss you the the. Well, we make sure you have the dog toy, uh, and then yeah, I'll rush there and trash the place, and then if. Anything bad's happening there, I'll run away. Uh, but if not, I'll try and be back to the orchard for 1230. And then we'll try and be back for the end of lunch. Works for me. To the Van Richten. And we'll go like the back way we didn't go before. Makes sense. All right. See you in an hour-ish. Good luck. This troubadour heads out back to the gatehouse to do some investigation. The plan to meet back here... 
with enough time left that you can get back to the estate kind of when all the NPCs scatter after yeah. lunch. Yeah. Tess, you just listen to the snoring sounds of Casimir all the way till 1230. <sighs> the entire time. He hardly stirs. Troubadour, give me that investigation once you start tossing the gatehouse. Okay. You got this. Come I'm gonna, on. I'm going to blow the inspiration because uh, my stat is shit. Roll high. That's a 16. Hell yeah. Hey. Which is not bad with a minus one. Right? <laughs> not too shabby. That's like a Slash 27 right there. <laughs> it's enough for you to confirm that everything looks exactly the same as it did when... Yous were in here yesterday morning. Like, every footstep of Casimir's is in the same place in the dust as it was yesterday. The little shavings from his whittling have fallen in the same little piles. Everything is the same. You don't find any fun additional clues. Oh, so it looks normal and mundane, Justin? It's the same as it did yesterday. You don't say... There's nothing I get to break, <laughs> son of a bitch. I mean, you still can. Um, so you head back towards Tess? The stables is close, right? Yeah. Quick little jump in the stables before running after. We've, like, shied away from it, so he's mm-hmm. going to run, go for a little toss in the hay kind of thing. Oh. Uh, and, oh, right, yeah. And then, uh, then he'll go back. Yeah, I'll even give you the carriage house, too, and say that it, you still have time to, to make it back to test by 1230. You toss both. It's nothing. It looks exactly like it did yesterday. Ah! Just enough time to make a little stick man out of straw, and then I run. <laughs> and it, like At this point, do we just start running up and down the road yelling, Radonovich, I'm here for my money? <laughs> <laughs> So at 12.30, do Tess and Troubadour head back to the estate, leave Casimir sleeping under a tree? Should we bring him with us? Oh, God, I... Ooh. Like... Just knock him out. <laughs> knock out a sleeping man? What? <laughs> There's a difference between asleep and unconscious. Fair. I... I don't want to... I don't want to leave him, so... Or we can talk to him, like, you know, normal people, but... Tess, like... Will hold up a finger as a, as though to argue, and just have a flashback to her trying to convince Elise and Joseph of anything yesterday. And she'll be like, "All right, if we do that, you do the talking, and we'll leave knocking him out on the table." There we go. Perfect. All right. <laughs> so you guys are going to approach Casimir at twelve thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Let's zoom back into the house. The house trio. You guys spend the time all the way up to lunch, like, trying to find some little corner in the house where something is different, where you haven't explored yet, just searching desperately for clues. We could roll 30 more times. You're not going to find anything. It's the exact same as it was yesterday in every room at noon sharp. The lunch bell chimes out. 
You can hear a door open as Carl comes in from his groundskeeping. And, you know, you guys over the course of the hour watched him outside. Nothing weird happened with Carl outside either. He was just making his leaf pile. And when it was lunchtime, he came right back in. They're doing the exact same routine as they did yesterday. And at noon, you can hear them chattering downstairs in the dining room, eating their lunch. You even hear Joseph, you know, where is Casimir? What do you guys do? Slash, almost feeling defeated, will sort of look to VR and Lustra. Well, if there's nothing we can physically find, I suppose, unless we want to climb on the roof, the only real option we have is to continue to monitor the people in the home. We followed Carl to some degree already. However, we aren't necessarily familiar with Elise's patterns. Do you think we should continue to follow Elise, follow Greta, follow Joseph? Well, we know that Carl takes Greta eventually. So, and we know that possibly Greta's bones are on the Island of Apples. And if that interaction has anything to do with, like, Thane was, I think maybe it might be worthy to track Greta out of all of this. Or Carl, one of the two. I still feel like Carl might be worth investigation, especially with what he does, as you suggest, with Greta. Although I know that, given that we know Carl likes Elise, is there a way we can perhaps have kill two birds with one stone? Maybe kill is the wrong word. <laughs> Maybe there's a way we can have Elise track Carl with us, so that way we know what's going on with her. I don't know how we would do that, but I mean, you're better at talking than I am. I mean... Something worth consideration. And I know the ledger is still also a question mark for Joseph. Let us go down to lunch, and hopefully Casimir and Team TNT will be there as well. Looster nods. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is getting a bit late. I hope they do find Casimir and do something about that. I'm hoping they bring him back. So for the time being, I think Team SNL uh, will, <laughs> will remain and have lunch and deal with lunch and just make idle chatter with Elise and Joseph and, and co., and Greta and Carl. Carl and yeah, Greta, just yeah. tea party take two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact same routine as it was yesterday. Carl occasionally stealing a glance at Elise. Elise not noticing Carl. Joseph grumbling about Casimir's absence. Greta arguing over finishing her apple. <laughs> begging to just go play outside. You guys sit there and let it all play out. At 12.30, Team TNT approaches Casimir. Troubadour, what does that look like? <laughs> like two badasses walking away from an explosion in slow motion. <laughs> uh, we go through an apple orchard, now on fire. Uh, we I finally set the forest on fire! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lustra, no, you missed it! <laughs> there is uh, this... Lithe and stealthy wood elf who, like, you almost see her disappear between behind one apple tree. Nothing 
And then the same gate appears behind a tree down the way, just zipping between all of those. And then a chunky clunk, 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 clunk. Oh, climb over this root. Oh, no. Oh, clunk, clunk, clunk. Oh, hey. What's going on? And just start poking him. He quickly wakes up, reaches, you know, in the shock of it all. Maybe he tries to reach for a dagger at his belt. His little whittling knife realizes he's left it at home. Kind of puts his arms up in submission. and says, ah, who are you? My name is Troubadour. This is Tisantius. We are friends of the Van Richtens, uh, and we're here to... You know what? Screw all the lying. Things are weird around here. You're supposed to be having lunch right now. Why did you abandon your post, mister? um, Crap, what time is it? It's 1230-ish. Looks up at the sun to confirm. He's like, oh, I must have fallen asleep under this damn tree. I, I, uh, I was looking for my dog. Your dog named Thane? He nods. See, we know stuff, like your mm-hmm. dog's name. <laughs> and I give Tess a look. It's like, should we give him the toy now? You know that look. <laughs> yeah, the... We we rehearsed it over like the three hours of <laughs> so when I give you this look, like Just I want the you dog to throw toy. the toy okay. at me. That's yeah, permanent. Cool. So cool. I wag my tail and look up at you expectingly. Uh, Tess will just like wordlessly pull out the the decrepit like Thane toy and just hold it out to him and say, "Well, do you have been looking for this?" He'll look very confused at this. Barely recognizable ball on a rope. I mean, it's it's all rotted away, covered in dirt, caked mud. So, but uh, is that Thane's ball? Where where was it? Did you pull that out of a swamp? Look at that damn thing! A stranger story, even still. We got it from a grave. That's in the future and in the past. All right, do we just knock him out now or like uh, I... Okay, you're trapped in this weird little thing and your dog is long dead. We're trying to rescue you, all the people at the mansion who are probably saying, Oh, Casimir's under a tree. I hate apples. And then um, Elise, Elise has the hots for you. Do you know that? I... D- <laughs> Inside check. <laughs> Does he know? What's your what's your check? I rolled a nine. I roll a ten. <laughs> He's all bashful. Maybe. No, the shock on his face is is enough to hide any reaction he might have had to that. Fair. Is what? All right. There's a lot to explain. Please. Just trust us when we say we've been doing this for a little while. Everything is very frustrating, and we could really use someone who just takes us at our word. Can you do that for us? Just a little bit? You have strangers coming in and out of your gatehouse all the time. It's your job to investigate folk like us and to trust who's coming up to your gate. 
guys give me a persuasion. One of you give me persuasion with advantage since you're both trying here. Do you want to call it? Abso-fucking-lutely not. Okay. Ooh, nat 20 for a 22. That is pretty darn good. I'm claiming that 20 for myself. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> At this point, with his hands kind of still in front of him, palms facing outward to show he means no harm, he's going to slowly start rising to his feet. Looks at this decrepit dog toy. This is you mine. Kind of puts his hand out for a moment as if he wants. Yeah. Wants it. Oh, but this is what I've been wanting forever. Yeah. Touch someone with their past. He grabs the toy and he takes like a whiff at it, squeezes it a little bit. It's like a, as if he's in disbelief. He looks in confusion and just says, Where'd you get this? It looks old. Would you like us to take you to where we found it? It's there's a lot to explain. We can we can talk on the way. He just silently nods. Troubadour, I say we tell him everything that we've learned so far. Let's break some cycles. Some tri-cycles. Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Let's move. Fuck tiny bikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think we, we're going to try to lead him to Thane's grave and just verbatim tell him that we are in a cursed fucking time loop. Describe his pajamas right away. His whittling his room yeah, you give him a million facts that blow his mind uh it takes no more roles though and you've done enough to convince him to follow you to thane's burial site we'll say you leave the apple orchard about no more than like 1240 you can get there at uh 1255 you're at thane's burial site and I think you guys have, yeah, already disturbed it, right? You've already double-checked to make sure the bones are in here, just off the, the yeah. side of the road. And at 12.55, you arrive. We'll zoom back to the house right quick, because I don't want you guys, the little house trio, to miss any opportunities you might want to take. Is there anything in particular you want to ask as we kind of fast forward through the 1215 to 1255 point for the house? Um, nothing immediately comes to mind for Slash. Uh, I feel like at this point, this time yesterday, Slash had gone over a tea party with Greta at the end of lunch. So he definitely doesn't want to do that again. <laughs> um, he definitely wants to probably keep an eye on Carl. And I'm sure that Lustra feels the same way. Although we know that Greta goes missing, it's likely with Carl. So I feel like at this point, it's just, yeah, we're just making idle chit-chat, you know, jibber-jabber uh, until that point. And then when we break for lunch, um, I feel like Slash would ask to follow Carl on his daily duties um, for security purposes and in addition because the young master is also curious about what he does in the run of a day. 
well, you want to do all that, but Looster may have some more pointed chit-chat to have during that time period. Okay. Oh, right. Sorry. And yeah. uh, that's going to be to try to wingman for Carl here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Looster's is going to open up about his own relationship and be like, hey, look, I got this girl, Rena. Right. I haven't seen her in a long time. And hey, Elise, you're a girl. What would you like <gasps> if you haven't seen, you know, your guy in a long time? What would what would make you happy in that regard? And kind of send a wink over to Carl. <laughs> hey, Rena, you're a girl. <laughs> hey, Elise, you're a girl. Right. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like that's how he like asked her out as well. Hey, Rena, you're a girl. Want a date? <laughs> <laughs> Like, as for the female perspective, it's like, I haven't seen her in a long time. I have to travel far away, and I want to have a nice gesture. What would you, Elise, like as a nice gesture if you haven't seen your significant other in a long time? She blushes heavily, but go ahead and give me a persuasion. She likes to be strangled in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of this was just a kink gone too far. (laughs) Okay, okay, not bad, not bad. Fifteen. Nice. Fifteen's pretty good. She blushes heavily just at the thought. Get the impression Elise hasn't exactly dated a lot, spending most mm-hmm. of her time on the Van Richten estate. She doesn't say much. She says, well, I, I suppose if it's the right person, I'd just be happy to be in the room with them. Aww. Which is a comment that almost makes Carl burst into tears. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> well, well, shit. As long as his name was, did not start with C and end with Arl, I would be so glad if it was anyone <laughs> other than someone named Carl. Carl, Carl is spelt with a K, so he does a little fist pump. <laughs> yes, there's hope. Oh, man. <laughs> That just took the wind completely out of my sails. Um, <laughs> we'll just keep an eye on Carl. <laughs> we, oh, we're going to keep both eyes on Carl now. <laughs> He's not going to try and strangle anybody jumping off that balcony tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, do we just try to make him so sad that he can't even bring himself to to murder? Too depressed to kill himself? Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> man. man, oh man. So the intention for the trio is to kind of see lunch through and then follow Carl around. Uh, check on Carl. Make sure he's okay. No, he has a friend. <laughs> like <laughs> We're just here to hang out. I mean, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith. Oh. (laughs) The same general scene keeps playing out over lunchtime. Towards the end of the lunch hour, Greta runs off to go play outside, have a uh, little tea party, you assume. Greta runs off. Carl heads back outside to do some lawn maintenance. And cry. And cry. Joseph and Elise start cleaning up after lunch. Joseph still loudly complaining about Casimir's absence. And I'll let 
that trio decide exactly what it is they want to do next while we zoom back over to TNT, just off the main road at the burial site of Thane. You lead Casimir to it. He has a very confused look on his face as he's being led to this burial site. Looks down into the hole that you guys have already dug out. Sees the bones of a hound. And just looks back at the two of you. Says, what? What is this? Listen, I know this is a lot to take in, but you Thane was your dog. Did he have any defining features that you would know that you would know was was his or were his? I mean, again, it's at least sixty years have passed since today happened. What? I know. He just kind of slowly lowers himself down to his knees so that he can inspect this skeleton a little bit more. He's still gripping that decayed toy, that dirt-covered ball that you guys handed to him, squeezing it tightly. Kind of like bends down over the hole, extends a hand basically pets the skeleton like from starts at the head and works his way down the back and a tear just like kind of falls down his cheek and he says Thane is that you boy and he kind of looks at his own hands and then looks at the two of you almost like with fear in his eyes Am I dead? Unfortunately, it's probably far worse. As you answer, you're already watching as the form of Casimir starts to slowly kind of fade away and melt away into a mist. All these little motes of light sparkling where Casimir was standing just a moment ago reminds you very much of the visual you got when you you reunited Thane with this skeleton. And as he disappears, the last thing you hear Casimir say is, thank you. Run to him. I think I can hear barking. We'll see you next week. Good boy. That was Bridge to Terabithia, but with a person. (laughs) 